Hello there, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman, and you're listening to Exploring Different Brains. Hi, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman, and today we've got a pretty cool guy here. We got Michael Burnick, who was the former secretary and director of labor and employment in California, which is about one-sixth of the U.S. population, and the author of the Autism Job Club and the founder of ASEN, which he's going to go into what that is. And he's really one of the champions of neurodiversity and talking about jobs, which are really at the crux. As Temple Grandin told me out in Tucson, that's the main thing. Michael, how are you today? Excellent, Hacky, excellent. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, now, look, unlike me, you're a very educated guy. You went to Harvard, you went to Oxford. What was it like at Oxford? Um, I enjoyed it. I was, it shows you, Hacky, I, I spent two years and got my graduate degree in political theory and then um, have spent most of the past 37 years in um, law and in employment. So it just shows you, you can never tell um, in terms of what you major in and what you do, but that was very good uh, preparation, political theory. Well, you've had quite an education and quite a work experience. You know, in reading about you in Wikipedia and uh, all over the Internet, uh, with all the different positions you had, such as with BART out there, and um, with your previous writing on jobs in general, um, tell our audience um, how your overall philosophy on jobs and employment has translated as you've entered the world of neurodiversity? Well, I think it it translates well for a couple of reasons. As you pointed out, Hacky, um, for our neurodiverse community, and particularly for the autism community that I'm involved in, um, very involved in here in the Bay Area, um, employment is the number one issue. Um, Ascend is our um, adult autism group. Um, actually, it was founded um, about 10 years ago. Um, I wasn't among the founders. I was one of the founders of our job club. But um, we've grown over the years. Um, we work together um, on a number of issues, housing, um, issues of socialization and, and uh, um, just integration into um, our society. Um, but employment you know, continues to be the main issue. Tell us how you got into this. Well, my son, William, uh, the oldest of our four children, my son, William, was diagnosed as being um, on the spectrum in 1991 when he was age two. Now, at that time, um, like most people, Don and I had very little knowledge of what autism was. Um, in general, in, in um, California and I think across the United States, if people knew of autism at all, they knew of Rain Man. Um, it was a really um, different period, um, very little information. Now, of course, there's been a sea change. Now you can't pick up a newspaper or turn on the TV or go to a movie without some reference to autism, but it was very different then. And um, I first 
became involved um, in the autism community um, through William. Um, and then when um, he graduated from um, Cal State East Bay um, in late 2012, um, you know, we were looking at what adult programs and um, associations there were and came upon Ascend. And Hacky, I, I um, remember going to the first Ascend meeting I went to was actually in, in late 2011. Um, it was in a small room at a downtown community college building on 4th and Mission here in San Francisco. Um, I can't even recall what the issues we discussed that day. Uh, there may have been 15 people in attendance, but I left that meeting and I said, after 20 years, I'm finally home. I finally have come home. And over the past four years, have continued to be uh, very involved with Ascend, and particularly with the Job Club. Now we'll fast forward. Your son will now. I understand he just had a great adventure with 20 other kids. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes, um, Birthright, which is a group that um, facilitates trips to Israel um, for um, young adults, um, just had a program for adults, specifically for adults on the autism spectrum. Uh, he was one of 22 people who spent uh, two weeks in Israel um, with the Birthright Group, and uh, it was a very positive experience. You know, you, Michael, in reading about you, you know, you take for granted your unique perspective. Um, you've been to the prom in the way government works, so to speak, been to the prom. And I think that one of the things you're doing is doing away with the inadvertent and well-intentioned discrimination against adults in this area, meaning it was all about the little kids. Well, guess what? The little kids become adults, and they need education, and they need jobs, and they need to maximize their independence. So tell us some of the initiatives that you and your wonderful fellow board members at Ascend are taking in these directions. Well, you're exactly right, First Hacky, concerning the aging out of the autism population. Um, a lot has been done over the past two decades in terms of K through 12 education, and um, far less, in some ways, employment is sort of the next frontier. Um, and we do have um, at least demographics in our favor since um, you mentioned I, I do have a new book out called The Autism Job Club um, with Richard Holden, our Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, Regional Commissioner. It looks at the neurodiverse workforce and the new normal of employment. And um, it really tries to set out strategies um, for employment. But, Hacky, what's very interesting is, you know, 20, in 1991, if I mentioned autism, again, people might have some idea. Now, whenever we mention the book, The Autism Job Club, somebody says, oh, I have a niece or a nephew or a neighbor or so many people have connection, um, if not direct connection, one degree of separation to our community. And I think that'll be very helpful in pushing our employment initiatives forward. So we, we at least have the demographics on our side. Let me interrupt to just ask, uh, for those of our uh, listeners and viewers who 
might be jotting down the Autism Job Club by Michael Burnick and Richard Holden. How do they get a hold of it? Well, um, always bookstores can get it, but I think the most direct way, frankly, is Amazon. It's at Amazon. They do a good job at Amazon. It's it's now less than $20. Um, so um, I would say the quickest, easiest, least expensive way is Amazon. But in terms of our initiatives, um, there are several. One, as I mentioned, we have a job club. So we meet once a month on the first Saturday of the month at the ARC building, which is at 11th and um, Howard here in downtown San Francisco. It's completely free. Everyone's invited. Um, and uh, we have no um, measurement or um, if you consider yourself part of the autism community, you're part of the autism community, uh, whether you're on the spectrum or not. And um, everyone's invited. And um, we try to have various guest speakers um, talking about um, hiring processes, talking uh, from our Department of Rehabilitation in terms of services available. Um, job coaches come and speak. And then um, at the latter part, we work one-to-one. -one. And um, second, we've established um, an online uh, job club, which is a Spectrum Employment Community by Ascend on LinkedIn. And we try to share information on this LinkedIn site. And um, third, we try to work with each other to give job leads. Um, I volunteer as a job coach. I, After almost 40 years hacky, I think I'm pretty good. But I try to volunteer as a job coach with our members just in terms of ideas of um, how to get jobs and uh, how to retain jobs, how to move up in jobs, all the same issues that we all have in um, in our work life. You brought up an interesting thing before about the increasing awareness. And now here we are just entering 2016. And I would say we're at a new plateau of at least awareness about the spectrum. Would you agree with that? Oh, no question. No question at all. There's, there's such greater knowledge. Um, as I say, it's completely um, in popular culture, um, the mainstream. There's a whole literature now, Hacky, called Lit or Autism Lit um, on featuring either characters on the spectrum or situations. So, uh, yeah, there's no question that uh, it's a much, it, as I say, just a sea change in terms of its popular culture um, and, and something knowledge. I wanted to ask you, uh, because of your, you know, you've had this great experience working in our government back in the days when government was actually doing something constructive, and we hope that that's going to be in 2016, they'll get back to doing some constructive stuff. But um, tell us what you feel needs to change in our government now as a as regards neurodiversity in our different brains? Well, I think um, we already have in um, most of state government, or most of our states, I think, have active programs. Here in California, we have Department of Rehabilitation, um, which has, for years, had active programs in terms of employment. Um, my old department, the um, basically, Labor Department, the Employment Development Department, 
um, is giving more and more emphasis to um, so-called workers with disabilities. Now, heck, yeah, I don't use that term, but that's the sort of term that's used. And I will say under the new federal legislation, the Workforce Legislation, the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, WIOLA, which passed last year, um, there's a much greater emphasis and funding for um, work, quote, workers with disabilities. So there is additional money. There's an additional focus, um, as well as the ongoing efforts of the state uh, rehab departments. Um, but there's still a lot, lot to be done. As I say, employment is really the, the next frontier in terms of our autism community. From your point of view, what are some of the things that employers should realize in 2016? Well, Hacky, you mentioned um, Temple Granlin. As she um, famously said, if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. So it is true that every worker in our community is very different. But in general, um, the feedback we've got from employers um, include um, people in our community being, you mentioned loyalty to the job. I think also there's some um, agreement that many of our people have greater attention to detail, um, a willingness to continue on certain, in some ways, repetitive tasks um, with a craftsmanship and detail. So you're right, the case is, is never made in terms of sort of the right thing to do. Uh, it's always in terms of when we go talk to employers, how can this improve um, import performance and how can the employer uh, get the best employee and one who will be um, loyal and um, bring this sense of craftsmanship. Yeah, and certainly uh, one of the big expenses for anyone running a company, any of you employers out there, is the approximate $30,000 in turnover if you have an employee leave and you have to start from scratch with a new employee. And loyalty and honesty are, are very uh, good trademarks. Of course, we're all different. All of our brains are different. And that's something I did not get when I used to say to Rebecca, why do you want to tutor as a career? Why don't you teach? She said, Dad, you don't get it. Every brain is like a snowflake. Everyone is different. And I did not get it then. But I'm getting it now. Now, as I look through this prism of neurodiversity at people I meet, it's all their brains are different. You know, we all are. And that's just something society needs to understand and embrace for the benefit of all of us and all of society. Hacky, if I might add, I think from the other side, in terms of people say to me, well, what advice do you give to people in the autism community or neurodiverse community in terms of finding a job? I'm glad you brought that up because that is really what our listeners and viewers want to hear. They want specific tools. Well, let's start with the first advice I give everyone, uh, and I follow it myself, um, is don't do it alone. You're not alone in this, and uh, don't try to take on the job placement um, um, task for a son or daughter or neighbor or, or other family on your own. Um, there's a, the first thing I tell people is, number one, get an autism coach. If you can qualify for Department of Rehab Services, um, 
or what we call out here in California regional center um, services, um, but a variety of government services, get someone outside of the family um, to work with your son or daughter or um, nephew or niece. I, I think that outside influence is very important, Hacky, and there are people who um, specialize in this. It's a greater and greater specialty among job coaches, coaches who work um, with adults with autism to find jobs. Now, what do these coaches do that's so different? Well, in some ways, they use the same techniques that all of us need to use these days in finding employment, uh, either full-time employment or independent contracting or um, other ways. First, they um, look at, you know, they use the job boards, but they use them intelligently. Uh, the job boards um, do have some value, especially if you locate the um, ones particularly for your sector and your geography. But they, um, you know, as everyone knows, you, they're getting 200 resumes for, for every position. So you have to use them smartly. Um, it's also very important these days to just get in the door. If you're having difficulty getting a job, if there's some part-time work you can get with a firm or independent contracting or even volunteering, though the volunteering needs to be structured. Uh, I think highly structured in most cases, but you want to get in the door. That's the most important thing you can do these days. Get in the door, and the other important thing is if you can, if you're looking for a job. When I say use a smart, the job board smartly, try to get a referral from someone within that particular firm, because these uh, human resources people will tell you they're getting 200 resumes for most positions. Maybe not all, but they're getting a lot of resumes. Um, because of the ease, um, the um, um, job boards make it so easy to um, apply for jobs these days. It means that on the other side, more and more people apply. So um, those are some of the techniques. Uh, again, getting a job coach, um, using job boards smartly, uh, getting in the door, getting a referral from someone within a firm. Those are techniques, I think, that apply to everyone these days, but particularly for our community. Well, those are great specifics. And for, for us, how, do, how does one go about identifying an autism job coach? What are some of the resources for that? Well, I, I would start for those who are um, eligible for Department of Rehab um, or Regional Center out here in California Services. I would start there. Uh, otherwise, I'd ask around. Um, it's the usual way of finding someone good. It's um, So far, we don't have really listings on the website that say autism coach, though you might type it in with the geography. Um, but uh, there are people, as I say, I know four or five here in the Bay Area who specialize and who are very good. And they uh, don't use any magical techniques. They use some of the same techniques, but they know our community and they're able to tailor these um, job shirt skills um, and, and serve, Hacky, I might add, also serve as an intermediary with employers so that um, they sort of walk through the job seeker through the process, they contact the employers. Um, sometimes they contact employers who may not be listing jobs 
to try to um, pitch people. So um, I, I strongly, strongly advise that as a story. Well, I remember point. when you and I were on uh, trying to help that young lady uh, that I had met out at the World Autism Conference whose, whose mom... Uh, who's a writer, uh, wanted to help her uh, get a graphic artist position. And um, you were stressing to them, don't do it alone. Don't try to do it alone. And many times we parents, I say we because just like in my Aspertools book, I kind of make fun of myself, but it's true. We're, many times when we're the parent, we're so blinded by love and as Rebecca, in her truth-telling mode, often says to me, you know, Dad, sometimes good intentions are not enough. You know, you got to... And as you say, bringing in a professional from the outside or even just a, what I'll call a dispassionate third party to yes. come and look at it, too. Tell us about the uh, specific job Will has at this time. Well, Will has been um, working in a law firm, um, part-time, half-time, um, in sort of data entry. And um, it's been good. But um, my hope for Will is that we can move him uh, over the next year or two into a full-time job that's less project-based. Um, many people hacking our emerging economy, which is, which is one of more project-based work, contingent work, um, you know, Hacky, you and I grew up in the, the 50s and 60s when employment was the height of the time of when employment was full-time with benefits. Well, that's changed a lot for a lot of reasons. It began to change in the 70s, and it's accelerated uh, in the past decade. Um, but um, for William, and I think it's true for other people in our community, autism community and neurodiverse community, sometimes stability is much more important. So I'm trying to look at perhaps um, entry-level jobs in our state government or uh, other government um, that offer this sort of safe harbor. Um, and I think it's true for him. And as I say, I, I uh, advise it for others. Uh, I was talking to one of Will's friends, Alex, yesterday, who's been um, a part-time para-professional um, He's a member of Ascend in our um, San Francisco Unified School District. He's been trying for a couple years to get into a full-time job. And I keep advising him, hang with it. It's very important. Uh, it's certainly worth it. If you, we can get you in there full-time, then you've got at least some safe harbor. You know, there, where, where does entrepreneurial endeavors fit into your scheme of things with employment? Well, I think there's some role, Hacky, um, but it's a tough, tough thing to be an entrepreneur for anybody. And you have to constantly hustle and so forth. So it's a tougher life um, for part, you know, it's again, for parts of our community, our autism or neurodiverse community, it's it can be a, um, an opportunity. And certainly the Internet economy has opened up. Um, even greater opportunities. And my sense is with different brains, Hacky, um, maybe there's something we can do to um, help entrepreneurs. In other words, identify there's probably a segment of the population that particularly would like to um, get goods or services from people who they know are in our community. 
So there may be something different brains can do to help facilitate um, entrepreneurship, to help create markets, to help link entrepreneurs on the spectrum with uh, interested um, customers, just like there are segments of the population who want to buy green products or um, um, other types of products. Um, sure, uh, like Denise Resnick out in Arizona with Smile Biscotti yes. with her son Matt. Yes. Uh, and um, um, That's something we can, I think different brains can help with in terms of helping create these markets. Uh, so I think there's a role. I think there's a role for different brains, Hacky, but it's also, um, you know, a, a tougher life. And, and fortunately, there's still some safe harbor jobs, in other words, jobs of some stability, as in, in particularly in government. Now, um, with, where do unions fit in at this point in time in the overall economy and perhaps as it might affect neurodiversity? Well, you make a good point. Um, to be honest, here in California and in Ascend, we really haven't tried to connect with the union movement. In a lot of ways, they'd be a natural um, in terms of somewhat the stability of employment. But so far, um, both our private sector unions and public sector unions um, have had have focused on other issues, um, obviously income inequality and um, the so-called declining middle of jobs and other issues really haven't taken up um, issues of autism, but it's it's again it's something that different brains um, might help make that connection. Um, now, if people want to get more information about what you're doing, okay, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Well, I'm always available, Hacky. I, you know, I, I'll give my email out, or um, I'm pretty accessible. People can find me easily on the Internet. Um, my law firm address, so the Sedgwick Law Firm, uh, that's been, I might say, the Sedgwick Firm, we're a national firm. Um, I'm in our San Francisco office. It's a firm that's been very, very supportive of uh, the autism community and the neurodiverse community. But I would say people can... Uh, contact me directly or through the book website. Um, we have a link. Um, it's called www.autismjobclub.com. Um, and but, Ascend, uh, can they get a hold of you through Ascend also? Also through Ascend. So there are a couple ways. But okay, uh, I try to, you know me, Hacky, I try to get back the same. If anyone contacts me, I try to get back the same day. Well, you've always been wonderful with that, with the people we've been in contact with together and in doing so much. Um, is, do you have any other overall message? If there's one thing you want our viewers and listeners to take away from this, what would that one message be? Well, I would, I would say you're not in this alone, um, that there are both government and even more so extra-governmental groups, you've got to try to reach out to them. Um, and um, there are the services. Um, I think as a community more generally, we all, whether it's different brains or ascend, we need to work together. Um, we can utilize government services, but we need to uh, really focus on our extra-governmental, in other words, our associations um, outside of government. Uh, I think it's true for our community. I think it's true for a lot of other issues 
in today's society in terms of extra governmental networks. But certainly in our community, um, reach out, take advantage of the, um, utilize the government services um, that are available, but also reach out and be part of this larger autism community outside of government um, working together. Great advice. Well, Michael Burnick out there in sunny California. <laughs> I would say sunny. I'm looking out our window. My law firm is on the uh, 20, 30th floor. We have a couple floors here in downtown San Francisco. Now it's completely, it started sunny hacking. Now it's completely overcast and rainy, but well, that's generally because, sunny. That California. may be because we're bringing this exploring different brains to a close. You know, the sun went home. But you've been a big source of sunshine for the whole neurodiverse community, and I want to thank you for all that you're doing with uh, ASCEND, with the Autism Job Club, uh, with the law firm, with uh, all that you're doing out there. And um, on behalf of everybody, I want to thank you for looking out for all of us whose brains might be a little bit different. So, Michael Burnick, thank you very much. Thank you, Hacky. We've been speaking with Michael Burnick, author of The Autism Job Club and board member of ASCEND. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.com.